0: Hello everyone! This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin. Today is February the 19th. 2021 strong hand long term thinking Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin one day closer to a trillion dollar market cap. Oh, wait a second, that famous saying of mine one day closer to a trillion dollar market cap it's come true, it's come true today. Just before this show, you know, we hit like 55,000, it's 54,000 right now. It hit a freaking trillion-dollar market cap, something I've been talking about for years. I had names of the shows, I had, the road to a trillion-dollar market cap. I had a series of shows called that. All you had to do was have a freaking strong hand. You'd be a freaking millionaire right now if you were listening to me all these years. Now it got there. I'd say one day closer to an all-time high, we get to an all-time high. And one Another day, another all-time high. We are living through like a freaking incredible time I've been talking about it for a while. I've been in this since 2013. I've seen the cycles. A lot of people didn't believe me. Oh, why didn't you sell your Bitcoin to get a nice car? This is why, baby. This is why, baby. One Bitcoin's worth more than I paid for a house ever. All right. It's unbelievable what's going on here. So Brandon is here. We got Nico here. And uh, of course, we got Boris here. Uh, I- I'm going to start with uh, Nico. Uh, dude is this like a huge turning point Are the instant, is this, what's going to get the institutions in there? are People like Andy Hoffman and like, uh, uh, what's this for Dan Tapiero? That said it needs to be a trillion dollar market cap for the, the institution is going to pile in. So what's your take on the, on the latest news here, Nico?
1: So first of all, man, you have me so hyped, right? Uh, just that, <laughs> you know, that, that intro, it was just amazing. But, uh, but yeah, man, listen, the floodgates are opening, uh, you know, you you saw it on the the micro strategy, uh, Bitcoin for corporations, you saw the Ross Stevens and like the initial pitch already says, yes, tremendous interest from corporations, institutional money. I think that that $1 trillion mark is just reconfirming what Bitcoiners have been saying for years now, you know, so this is validation. Okay, this is your thoughts, your, your dreams, your what you thought was going to happen actually happened, and we're living through it. It's freaking amazing. I'm loving the experience, and I'm, and I'm super happy to be here with
0: you guys to talk about it. Yes. Pound that freaking like button. Now, in Normie land, it's unbelievable. You know what's going on in Normie land? People are complaining about Ted Cruz being in Mexico. If you care about that, there are more people that know about Ted Cruz picking his nose in Mexico then, then know about this. This long-awaited moment. This is how brainwashed the people are. Have fun staying poor. If you know about Ted Cruz in Mexico, I mean, it's 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 ridiculous what's going on. Boris, now what do you know about? You're you're in Europe. Do you know about Ted Cruz or do you know about Bitcoin? What do you? You've been around this for a while. A trillion freaking dollars, dude. A trillion. Just just moments ago, we got to a trillion-dollar market cap. This is like a it's it's companies dream of this. Okay. And Bitcoin is there. So you take it away, Boris, your thoughts.
2: Yeah, man, it's it's unbelievable. It's What I really, really love about this price hike is that, I mean, we've been talking for years. I do a podcast in the Netherlands, uh, in Dutch, and, and I'm trying to convince all these old school investors, these people on TV, on mainstream media, and they're all laughing like, oh, yeah, it's him again with his Bitcoin. And then there's this price and the price is right. You know, this is. I don't know. There's no. There's no argument. I mean, you can talk to these people for years, but when Bitcoin hits fifty thousand dollars, it's just it shuts them up right there. And uh, I love it. It's um, it's good to be right once every four years, and people just like. The only thing they say, they text you, like, how can I buy some Bitcoin? Can you please help me? My bank is not helping me. I cannot transfer the money. All these problems that happen in these bull markets. It's, uh, yeah, man, this is it. We're living it.
0: We are. Li- this is long way. Now, it was the beginning of the week. We got to 50,000. That was pretty exciting. But I knew, and, and there are quite a few people out there that knew, that for me, the bigger one is this trillion-dollar market cap that we, we reached er- er- earlier today. Brandon, you've got a tweet out there that is linked to below $1 billion is a unicorn. $1 trillion is a honey badger. So uh, what, what the heck is going on here? Why is this even happening today? I've got a few theories, but uh, t- you've been waiting for this for a while too. So take it away, Brandon.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, first off, I'm like trying to contain my excitement and you're really pulling it out of me. So uh, I'll do my best. But you know, we are the luckiest human beings on the face of the earth. We are living through the transformation into a digital monetary system uh, and, you know, have the privilege to be early adopters to this thing. Uh, You know, one trillion is uh, just another benchmark on the way for it to become the numeraire of the world. So, you know, uh, this feels good, but this is only validation of what we know is coming next, uh, which is, you know, not just every institution uh, but every single human being in the world eventually using Bitcoin as their store of value, as their medium of exchange, and as a unit of count. And uh, you know it's going to be the the tool that enables millions, if not billions, of people to come out of poverty. And it's just you know it's moments like this where you can see this uh, this added level of validation that just make you so excited for what's coming next because it's going to be beautiful. All right,
0: now somebody in the uh, chat has a funny joke. Is the having already priced in? Now, let's let's remember back in the days of the having it's price everything's priced in all these I heard it back in 2016. we, we have lived right now we are living what we lived in 2017 really you you have a having. The price, you know, it goes up a little bit before it's having then it goes down and people are disappointed and then a few 6 months pass and then whoa whoa like freaking Rick Flair whoa it goes up like it's going right now this happened in 2017 it's all it happened 210,000 blocks ago but on a smaller scale on a smaller scale now it's on a, an, an on a larger scale so every day there's an excuse for why why did it go to what it did today Microstrategy. Every darn week, they make an announcement of some. You know, they're issuing debt for zero percent, and people buy it up, and then they buy up Bitcoin. It's it's a speculative attack on the dollar. Brandon, tell us more about this.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, first off, it's crazy that he tried to raise six hundred mil and ended up filling it at a bill over a bill. I mean, the demand is insane. Uh, and at a zero percent interest rate, like holy cow, everyone is just trying to find. You know, these what we are seeing are people who have the you know uh, the legal justification to buy debt or to buy bonds, but they don't have the ability to buy Bitcoin, and so this is the way that they're getting access to Bitcoin is through MicroStrategy, and he's just creating a vehicle. So I mean, you know, uh, he gets to be the one who you know is is sitting back in his chair watching the money flow in because he's the one vehicle that people can use to get to Bitcoin. So uh, yeah, it's incredible
0: quite entrepreneurial of him to take uh, advantage of these weird government regulations that uh, prevent people from having a uh, Bitcoin ETFs and everything that they dream of having. He's gotten around all this and he's made it a way for these institutions to get exposure to Bitcoin. I mean, it, it is just weird. It's crazy. The dude, the dude can print his own money to uh, to buy Bitcoin. I mean, it's basically, it's, it's one way of, of interpreting it. Uh, and uh, is this going to end anytime soon, do you think? Or is anyone going to try to emulate him, Brandon? Or do you have any theories on that?
3: I think everyone's going to try to emulate them. I mean, the uh, the next group, you know, I, I would expect Tesla even to try and do a similar debt offering. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, you know, uh, Square should be upping. Remember when Square put in like 50 mil and everyone was like excited uh, and they're like, we're going to do more later. Well, they still haven't announced more. So, you know, that's still coming. Uh, yeah, I think every single institution is going to be trying to get as much Bitcoin as they possibly can by any means necessary. You know, if not if not next week, then sometime this year. And if not this year, next year, you know, it's, it's inevitable. Oh,
0: by any means necessary. Boris, what are they saying about uh, Michael Saylor in Europe or do you have an opinion of this?
2: Yeah, actually I read into this uh, little uh, graffiti about Michael Saylor in Amsterdam, in the middle of Amsterdam. I mean, can you believe it? This guy is world famous and uh, just on the street, somebody, somebody placed it there. I saw him on Twitter as well. and, uh, i mean what what michael is doing is um it's grabbing a lot of attention especially what he what the stock of microstrategy is doing um i do believe that the it's 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 run its course in the sense that we see the first etfs now in the us um we have this uh, similar product in europe for some time now FANEC is uh, is doing that uh, we see that growing so if if investors have more um more more options to expose themselves to the price of Bitcoin, um, MicroStrategy is going to profit less of that. And let's be honest, I mean, I love Michael Seder, I love his opening talk with uh, with NIDIC CEO uh, Ross Stevens. That was absolutely mind-blowing. Um, but um, I think you're paying like a three or three and a half times premium uh, if you buy uh, the stocks uh, instead of buying Bitcoin directly. So I still think just Keeping it simple and buying Bitcoin is the best idea, um, but I I realize some some companies can't and some investors can't. Um, and yeah, MicroStrategy, strategy that what they've pulled off is absolutely amazing. I,
0: I want to say all these guys are linked below. And yes, Boris did tweet out a, a freaking picture on the street of Amsterdam or, uh, of of sailor. It was kind of odd, but uh, hey, it, it's a uh, people are learning and. Uh, uh, Hey, go to these dudes feeds. You'll, you'll learn a lot. I do want to let's say you, you set up Bitcoin ETF in the United States. We're still not there yet. Something happened in Canada. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that, but we'll get there eventually. I, I mean, there, there was talk this week. Somebody else filed for a Bitcoin ETF. To me, it's, it's all noise. It will happen eventually. Um, I'm just happy that I've been here since 2013, and I don't need some middleman to to buy my Bitcoin for me and to invest in some traditional financial assets for exposure to Bitcoin. I've just been buying the real freaking thing since 2013. And you can check out my feed and see my popular tweets where I I tweeted out that I paid $210 in April of uh, 2015 for Bitcoin at Coinbase. You can see it. I still have that Bitcoin. Ha ha ha! All right, now let's go to Nico. I am on fire today, but I'm on fire freaking every day. Do you have thoughts on uh MicroStrategy? What's going on over there?
1: Yeah, so micro. so Michael Saylor, you know, um, I actually ran into the YouTube algorithm just coincidentally, just sent me one of his videos, and he was basically talking about investing in Apple, and this was like 10, 15 years before Apple blew up. And the way he articulated it just really hit a chord on me because this guy seems to be positioning himself before the emerging technology starts to just explode right and i think we are right now on the cusp of that you know i think uh michael saylor is either extremely lucky or extremely smart to be the first uh kind of, you know, major corporation, publicly traded, uh, uh, you know, CEO of a publicly traded company to kind of just take that bold move. I think uh, Elon, you know, also committing to that kind of, you know, that really just broke the dam, you know, so I would not be surprised if we hear multiple big name tech companies by the end of the year announce that they have some reserves in
0: Bitcoin. Dude, it'll be by the end of March, probably. Pound that like button. Hey, wait, do you? So today's spike. Do you think it was uh, caused because of uh, Michael Sauer? I I think they actually bought the Bitcoin today. Or uh, Brandon might know more about this. But I, j- just in case, uh, I'll, I'll keep it with Nico. Do you think that's what caused the spike today? Uh, Michael Sauer, or
2: who knows?
1: I, I'm, you know, I'm a plebe. I don't trade. I just okay. stack and and I hodl, right? It, that I see that as all. It's all. It's all noise. It's not signal, you know. So it could be. It could not be. But what's important is if uh, you dollar cost average, baby. All of that stuff doesn't matter. All right, Brandon. Do you do you have a take on why it did spike today?
3: You know, uh, uh, I think it goes back to, ironically, the efficient market hypothesis, uh, which has been like thoroughly di- disproven at this point by Bitcoin, I think. But, you know, it's it's that we all knew he was doing the raise. We all knew he was going to be successful with it. And then all it took was him kind of tweeting, all right, the raise happened at a million dollars. And then, boom, you see the spike. I don't think it was literally him buying that spiked it. I think it was the, the information, uh, like, just becoming a smack across the face, obvious that a billion dollars of liquidity just got sucked out of Bitcoin again, uh, that it didn't take very long for that kind of get, to get reflected in the price and really to continue to get reflected in the price. Uh, But you know, what's interesting to me is that uh, uh, you don't see, like these guys have good bots. I think they're like, you know, little bots that buy every second or something like that. Uh, And like, you know, it's, it's very methodical. And by doing that, it doesn't affect the price until it does, and everyone like tries to buy, and liquidity is just not there. Uh, so I think it's a really
0: interesting, like concept. Microsoft. Yeah, really good point about their bots. There's sometimes I'm theorizing that they're working uh, on the weekends, as we see sometimes there's these weird spikes on the weekend, and, and it goes up. Um, I, I don't know. I, I have my theories. I think if they tried it in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week, it would spike way too much, and they would get uh, they wouldn't get Bitcoin as cheap, quote unquote cheap. Uh, I, I do want to say uh, thank you, G.K. He sent a uh, he sent a super chat over there, and I want to say nineteen bitcoin make you a millionaire. I forgot to say that at the beginning of the show. We've gotten to the point now where 19 Bitcoin make you a millionaire, and you can go back in my old shows where I was telling people to buy 10 Bitcoin, telling people to buy 20 Bitcoin. Yeah, I, it's just it's just amazing. It's just it's what the strong hand was all about. And yet, to this very day, on Twitter, people are like, "When are you going to spend your Bitcoin? Why don't you buy a car?" I mean, <laughs> you don't see why. You don't you don't see what savings is all about. You haven't learned. You impulsive freaks, pound that like button. Pound that darn like button for freaking deferral of gratification. If you haven't learned it yet, well. You're an 80 percenter. What can I say? So one of you guys, I forgot who it was. Brandon, did you tweet that Arthur, is Arthur Hayes back? It, 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 what's going on here? Somebody tweeted out,
3: Yeah, he put out a really great blog post. Uh, I think last night, basically talking about, you know his take on the Robin Hood, GameStop stuff. And then you know basically just transitioning it to say, walk away from that system, join Bitcoin. It was very well written. I feel like people don't appreciate how great of a writer Arthur is. I mean, he's very articulate, and so he said he's going to be, you know, com- publishing all these thoughts about it over the next few weeks. And uh, man, I mean, I, I missed him. Uh, he's he's amazing. He's
0: great. To have I, him back. Well, I, I thought he was. In, no, I linked to it blog.bitmex.com/walkaway. It's linked to below. I thought he was. In, he was in hiding. I thought the government's after him or something like that. I mean, is, did he? He didn't give a location or anything in there no i don't you know i'm not sure whether
3: he's like in hiding or whether he's just you know staying in singapore and like you know working with the regulators kind of as they are yelling at him but uh you know i think that he's trying to keep low profile for sure uh but hey you know not anymore here he is okay
0: okay so uh, no 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 controversial news at least out of that one i didn't didn't have time to read i just saw that you uh you uh, you tweeted it out there. OK, let's let's move on to a, an, an American topic. You know, again, we, we have so many people uh, complaining about, you know, maybe the weather is bad where they live and uh, the government is oppressive where they live. I got to say, be in motion. There are options out there. OK. And the freaking mayor of Miami, this Suarez guy, I'm in Miami right now. OK. And I've been here since uh, January, what, six or something. I don't even remember what day I got here. It's freaking awesome. People aren't scared here. People are partying here. And since the moment I got here, like coincidentally, this mayor has been talking up, uh, up. cryptocurrency and uh, Bitcoin and, for, you know, you open a business here. You know, the complete opposite of what's going on in California where Silicon Valley is located. Everyone's like, let's go hide. Oh, the world has changed. Oh, it's so sad. I'm depressed, blah, blah, blah. And so... I, they, I guess it was a city of my somebody paid for this billboard it's linked to below thinking about moving to miami uh dm me and it says uh francis suarez and so this this is on i guess the 101 going into san francisco or one of the uh i mean it's very familiar i i've been on this road before it looks familiar uh it's definitely going into san francisco uh and it's just amazing that you know compete don't complain miami is just going right into silicon valley's face and saying come on bring it on baby if you want to be gavin newsom about your lives go ahead come come here if you and there are plenty of people from california from new york who are moving down here Yet now we had a meet up here that was amazing people weren't wearing any things on their face it, it was great uh so uh, i'll start with uh, nico uh what's your take on the, on the mayor of miami and uh, what could this mean for miami and the world here
1: so man, first of all, it's incredibly humbling and s- extremely surprising that uh, you know this would come out of my hometown. So you know the, the, and and it, it, you know I, I think that people misunderestimate how big this move is, okay because if the city of Miami decides to get some type of Bitcoin reserves as they say and to become like a, a Bitcoin, leading city in the United States and the world, it's going to give it such a competitive advantage to cities that decide to, you know, are, are later to, uh, to the party, you know? So it's, it's, it's incredible. I think that he, he, he's positioning the city to, uh, to radically, uh, you know, just, benefit from, you know, basically the Bitcoinization of the world. Right. So I think that this is a pattern that's going to repeat itself. It's just Bitcoin game theory. I think it's inevitable that other cities, you know, once they see Miami doing well and attracting business, you know what, they're going to start doing the same thing, you know, so it's going to be like a game of who gets there first, you know, because the person that the city or the city state that gets there first uh, is going to benefit the most, just like Michael Saylor is benefiting the most in, you know, the the, the corporate space in the city state, it's the first city that's going to benefit. And then the ultimate, the last level, it's going to be the country, right? What is the first country that's going to decide to put Bitcoin as its reserves, you know, so uh, I'm glad Miami's first, you know, the first city that's, super freaking awesome and it's going to keep happening you'll see
0: you bring up that point about what country is going to be the first one to put it in reserves we've been talking about that since 20 freaking 16 and it's just we're one day closer to one of them some country out there revealing it i mean we can all have our theories on who it's going to be people think it's going to be in eastern europe in africa japan something. who knows but we don't so you think this dude is serious it was i've I've encountered many politicians in my life life in Baltimore, and they lie, they lie, they lie. They're in the gimmicks. So you think this is? I mean, you put a billboard in San Francisco, or somebody did that was pretty big. So you're telling me, from what you know, you think this is serious?
1: Okay, so th- th- that's <laughs> actually a very good question. Okay, so there's a very weird political situation that's happening in the United States, you know, because of of you know the last president, the new president, but it looks like a sect of the Republican Party. Uh, just got a dose of what it was like to have a politician that actually told them the truth. And I think that this mayor, uh, you know, starts to pertain to that, you know, which is, you know, let's put our country or let's put our city first. It looks like he's that type of politician. He's leaning that way. You know, again, I, I, I'm I in Bitcoin, so I have the luxury of not having to care about politics, but it looks like he, uh, that specific politician, uh, Mayor Suarez, is of that uh cut of uh cut of cloth but let's see what he does you know at the end of the day you know politicians are politicians so let's see what he does but man i, I man the bitcoin uh 2021 just changed to that to miami I, I i would be extremely surprised if this guy walked back you know it just it, it wouldn't make sense and it just goes back to bitcoin's game theory you know it would not make sense this guy's just talking out of his ass but again i don't know him so let's see
0: yeah. Now, so June fourth and fifth in Miami is going to be the big book Bitcoin twenty twenty one, and uh, we're going to talk about that with Brandon. In uh, one second here, somebody said, "How's the weather in Miami today?" Well, it was. I was. It was supposed to rain a little bit, did it? I don't. I don't know. I haven't looked at. Uh, I've been inside. I'm going to go running right after this. It has been warm like all the time. It is so awesome. I hear about these snowstorms. I have no idea what they're talking about. Up in Baltimore, it's been snowing a lot too. My family. It, it has just been great you don't have to be stuck in the snow people you know you just said it Nico we don't care about politics in bitcoin if you're in the bitcoin overlay if you really become independent if you're if you become uncensorable uncancelable because of your bitcoin stats you can live anywhere and i just go from place to place and i encourage everybody to get down here hopefully this will be the financial capital of the united states very soon because new york is so backward and pathetic now that it's it could they could easily grab the mantle here in uh in beautiful beautiful miami which i'm so happy to be i i i it's just blown my expectations away all right so brandon uh what's what's your take on the miami situation and on uh bitcoin magazine moving the event down here
3: yeah so uh really appreciate the the plug um i i uh dm'd uh Maris suarez on twitter from the conference that's how we ended up moving to miami so i believe that that is real uh like he's legitimately probably respond he responded directly to us uh and said bring your conference to miami and this was you know we were in la uh LA wouldn't work with us. They wouldn't talk to us about doing an in-person event. We were asking what's the time frame that this event could happen and they would, you know, they wouldn't even entertain the idea of doing an event. And so we just started looking elsewhere and we DM'd him and he was like, "We want your event in Miami." And I mean, you know, if you wanted to zoom out for a second, uh, what he's doing isn't that revolutionary or different. It's the the cornerstone of America, which is, you know, open up the doors, open up opportunities and let people come and show them that like, you know, this is the area where you can be free and, and, you know, try things and experiment and, and do what you want. And that's all he's doing. And it's like, you know, no wonder it's working. That's why people
0: came to America in the first place. So, you know, I think he's, I think he's brilliant. Yeah, Brandon, you're such a great point. Pound that like button. This is the way America is supposed to be, the land of freaking opportunity. This last year, everybody, the, the governments have gotten rid of opportunity. We're supposed to protect you. No, you can't do that. You can't do this. Florida has been great, all right? Florida has been, and Florida has been benefiting, and the whole media tries to vilify it. They're too scared to even step two feet into this state, and there's nothing to be scared of it's it's unbelievable we're living in this this make believe half the world is in make believe mode like they 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 make up stories about places they never even been to you come here, it's normal, it's awesome, it's great. And you know, it is a land of opportunity. You get such an appreciation of what immigration was all about. You see these people with their Cuban flags, with their Venezuelan flags. They're proud of where they came from. And they knew they had to escape those freaking holes, those dictatorships to come to a place like this. I feel bad for the Cubans and the and the Venezuelans that are stuck in New York. They're experiencing what they would stuck it, what they'd be experiencing in Caracas and freaking Havana. It's a disgrace manhattan is like havana and caracas now and i i just i love seeing those flags here uh I, nico do you want to give a shout out to the yeah
1: man I listen uh, look i i you just that that speech completely riled me up and i completely agree with it a hundred percent the fact that people have not learned that communism and socialism always leads to poverty death and destruction that lesson is just It's incredible to see that people still don't get it. I get it because, you know what? My parents are from Venezuela. I understand it very well. The Cubans down here understand it very, very well, right? So, uh, you know, it's not surprising that we have a mayor who tends to leave to, to, to that side, that right side politically. Doesn't surprise me at all. But you know what? There's, a, there's an old saying I, I don't know how to say. I, I wouldn't know how to do the specific translation, but I'm just going to say, paraphrase it in English, but it's basically, listen, sometimes you just have to let someone hit the wall, hurt themselves, and you know what? If California and New York want to try this political identity socialism experiment, let it be. They have to burn down to the ground, and they'll rebuild from that, but that sucks you know because they're going to be the last ones into the Bitcoin party, but you know what? They deserve it. Let's see what happens.
0: Uh, pound that like button. What's the saying? In Sp- is is it is the saying in Spanish uh, originally that, that you're referring to?
1: It is, but uh, I don't know if I, I I don't know if I could curse on the show. So uh, you know, it, it it's just basically. Oh, it's-
0: okay we won't do yeah, yeah, yeah. youtube even knows when you curse in freaking spanish i don't want to i don't want to start with youtube i'm not okay. starting with you youtube you you, youtube's got that silicon valley mentality they got to protect everyone it's a disgrace. all right uh, Boris. we've went on and on and on about miami here you're in a, a colder uh environment <laughs> right now <laughs> you're, you're you're in the netherlands and uh in a place and we're gonna, that unfortunately is still to this day uh trying to regulate bitcoin wallets <laughs> We've gone from talking about Miami, you know, entrepreneurialism, you know, opening up the state to now we're going to talk about this, a great country with a lot of smart people that love Bitcoin that's like stuck in, in regulation land. We can talk about what Simon is doing over there. Uh, But also, I want to hear your take on Miami and and America and and, and what's going on, if you have a take on it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from my perspective, I mean, apart from the fact that it's freezing out here and I'm having fun staying cold and you guys are (laughs) in, in 30 degrees Celsius. Um, Now seriously, I mean, my country is pretty much still locked down. We have a curfew. We cannot go out after nine o'clock and me and most of my friends were looking uh, like, where are we going to go? And then there's this this Florida situation which kind of evolved over the past uh, few months. And um, I have friends who are living in New York and, and when I talk to them, they are still afraid of the virus. Uh, their businesses are closing down. They, they have no place to go. They're locking themselves in their homes, being really like desperate. And then there's this freedom states i mean that's my european perspective and uh, i see everybody partying i see the clubs open i see everybody being amazed about how normal it is Uh, i know one thing if i if i get over there and i'm gonna sit at a bar and have a drink i'm gonna like inhale exhale and really realize that i'm there at the moment because you have no idea how jealous i am the fact that you two guys are in a in a in 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 a place where there's actually something called freedom and i don't think it's a coincidence that on the one hand you have this whole covid thing that's kind of went away in 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 miami or or in florida or at least i mean it's not an issue anymore and bitcoin i mean both represent freedom that can only exist or basically they can only um uh, create freedom. So they are freedom is a natural thing that comes from using Bitcoin or adopting Bitcoin, adopting uh, um, uh, a, a regularity set, what do you call it? That you don't have all these crazy rules and curfews and people being afraid. You need freedom. So I, I can imagine everybody in the US. And maybe some people from outside of the US as well. If you still have some money or if you manage to save your business in time, I can imagine they're making plans to come down to Florida. So this is going to be the next economic, I don't know, eighth wonder of the world. I have no idea what's going to happen. But this is, it's amazing in this state because it looks like we're going to be locked down here for the rest of the year in Europe as well. Oh. And, and, Probably in, in 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 parts of of U.S. it'll be the same, and it's it's just there's, there's no words for it. It's just insanity.
0: <laughs> there are there are no words we can say on this show for it. <laughs> I, think, I think I think there's some I think there are some uh, some yeah. words I, I I would like to say about it. Okay, uh, well let let's stick with you here. Uh, do do you have any? Update on uh, on the wallet situation there. And you want to talk about that. You know, we're talking about different countries, different ways they're doing things. We talked about this last week, what's going on in Nigeria. Someone actually had a, a question in the chat about Nigeria. Uh, also, any of you guys have info on the Nigerian Bitcoin price? What is it? Is it higher than in other places? I, I would assume it is because of, well, what Boris is going to talk about in terms of Nigeria. So Boris, talk about Nigeria, Netherlands, anything.
2: Yeah, Nigeria first. Uh, we had this, uh, this Senate, uh, hearing, uh, last week where uh, a couple of senators were discussing, or actually the whole Senate was discussing Bitcoin. They invited the, um, uh, the head of the Nigerian central bank to come over and explain Bitcoin to them. And what I found fascinating is that these Nigerian senators, uh, know more about Bitcoin than most of the Dutch senators. Um, <laughs> they, they, they made some sense in, uh, we, we saw this guy called Sani Musa beautiful name and he came up with this uh, and you can read it all on twitter they basically did a whole uh, transcription of the uh, of the whole hearing he said cryptocurrency has become a worldwide transaction of which you cannot even identify who owns what the technology is so strong that i don't see the kind of regulation that we can do bitcoin has made our currency almost useless and valueless <laughs> I love this. I absolutely love this. I mean, first of all, Bitcoin didn't make their currency useless or values. They did that themselves. But Bitcoin is showing it to the world. And uh, they realized that. And there's no way back. I mean, we have, uh, I think, uh, Paxful is the platform that, P- uh, that uh, um, uh, Nigerians use to send money home. And they got like a million and a half, if it's not more users, it's incredible. So the Nigerians have already switched to Bitcoin. There's no way back. They've banned it now officially, but... I believe that the only reason they do that is so they can get some Bitcoin themselves before the the rest of the population piles in because <laughs> you 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 cannot put this toothpaste back in the tube. That's impossible. Uh, I actually, I think Nigeria is Nigeria is a huge country. Huge. Um, yeah, they have a they have a fairly big economy, especially in Africa. Um, when they adopt Bitcoin, and that's just a matter of time, whether the government bans it or doesn't ban it, um, that's a question whether they become. Uh, obsolete or not, because people will use Bitcoin regardless, and it's already happening. I mean, if you uh, uh, you see a lot of cars being shipped to uh, Africa and especially Nigeria from Europe, um, everything's being done through Bitcoin. There's just no way of turning that around <laughs> that's going to keep on going, and people keep their bitcoin if if the government doesn't allow them to change it to their failing currency well <laughs> people don't care so much anymore because they just keep the bitcoin it still it keeps their value so they're learning about store of wealth they they're learning about uh, low time preference they're they I mean they have a long term vision this is and uh, uh, don't forget uh, Nigeria is a country where the majority of the population is under 30 this is a, a very uh, this the demographic is really interesting so they're adopting Bitcoin. Bitcoin, they're young, they're vibrant, their economy is going to explode. This is going to be really interesting. All
0: right. But but the problem is, is that they they banned it. The government banned it. So the, the people are innovative. The government is laying the slap down and Bitcoin is selling at a 36% premium in Nigeria, which I mean, it makes sense. I guess they can't get it a, a regular way when, when you make something illegal. it, 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 it it, it boosts the price, and another, yeah. you know, again, Nigeria—it it ain't your uh, typical country. By the year 2050, I believe de- that demogra- the demographers are predicting there will be more people in Nigeria than in the United States of America. I mean, that—that's it's so they're not going to be able to keep Bitcoin banned there for very long I mean the people we know for various reasons there are plenty of people over there that have lots of internet skill like some of them had too much internet skill that they you know they email too many you know what happens but but you know it, it better than the, those uh schemes that they some some deal with over there they getting into something legitimate getting into something legitimate like Bitcoin. So they're uh, their, their technologically sophisticated, they're young, they're growing, but their government is completely corrupt. And you, you make a great point. Yeah, they probably made it illegal so that their corrupt officials could try to buy it before the price goes up. I mean, I, I wouldn't put anything past uh, the, 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 these type of countries. I mean, unfortunately, the governments of Africa are, are probably the most corrupt on the planet. I mean, from what I've seen, this, I mean, South Africa is a disgrace. You know, everybody puts South Africa is supposed to be such a great, uh, you know, uh, revolutionary stuff, everything that's happened there. I mean, their their president has a palace. I, I don't want to get into it anymore. But again, South Africa, I've been going to South Africa since 2015. A Bitcoin conference there. I if those people value their wealth in Bitcoin instead of Rand, and just like if the people in Nigeria value their wealth in Bitcoin instead of Naira, whatever it's called. I mean, they they are in great shape now for the people because of both of those currencies have been inflated in in hor- horrifying ways. Sorry to interrupt you there. Uh, Boris, I don't know if you have anything more to say about Nigeria.
2: Yeah, I mean, talking about corruption. I live in the Netherlands, which is regarded as a stable Western country. I'm sorry, but I think we are—we have a government that's just as corrupt as as the Nigerian government. This is—I mean—we're being lied to on a daily basis. Our 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 national news is 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 is, is the embodiment of corruption. It's it's horrible. I can see uh, uh, people moving to places that are free. I can see a huge a Nigerian community uh, uh, erupting in Miami in the future if uh, <laughs> if you guys keep it up so um, yeah why not because Bitcoin does that I mean these guys have had fun being poor for the last 30 years and now they have enough of it they discovered Bitcoin and I'm pretty sure they're going to use it so they're going to move to places that are more friendly to their, uh, to their needs and desires and whether that's going to be in Africa or in Europe or in America I mean money won't be the issue that means visas are not going to be the issue, um, this Nigeria could have a big impact uh, on the world in the future.
0: All right. Uh, before we, uh, we'll, we'll get back to the Dutch in a second. By the way, it, it, hit, it hit a big, uh, in your old Dutch currency, it hit some, uh, uh, what, what a, a big yeah, milestone, man. right? The,
2: the yeah, before... Before we have this uh, monetary abomination of the euro, we had uh, the Dutch guilder, which was actually the world reserve currency in the 1700s or in the 17th century. Uh, the Dutch Gilder uh, was about 2.2 guilders for one euro. So that means that we've crossed the magical barrier of 100,000 guilders for one Bitcoin, which um, if you were alive at the time of the Gilder uh, before uh, 2000, uh, I don't know, It's some there, there's some nostalgia to it. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> like it. I'm an old guy, so I like it.
0: Uh, all right. Nostalgia. Down with the euro. All right. Now, uh, Brandon, did you have – I didn't prepare you guys for the Nigeria stuff, but uh, did you guys have – Brandon, do you have any take on Nigeria?
3: Yeah. I was just going to say – I was going to throw in. Uh, I pulled up BitcoinPriceMap.org. It says that as of today, uh, there is a 51% spread on uh, Bitcoin orders in Nigeria. It has traded as high as eighty-four thousand three hundred eighty-three dollars per Bitcoin today. So uh, there's definitely, you know, the the markets are illiquid. There's not a ton of volume going through it uh, because I'm sure it's all moving kind of towards, uh, you know, local, inter- local transactions that kind of thing. But what's been logged here is is pretty astounding. It's a huge premium. Uh, it's like almost fifty percent.
0: That's what government interference there. Government trying to regulate the saying it's illegal. It's terrible. Uh, Nico, did you have any uh, thoughts on the the Nigeria or anything? Yeah, man. Look,
1: uh, it's every single time a country tries to ban Bitcoin, every single time what happens is the market goes underground, it goes peer to peer, and the peer to peer volume spikes through the freaking roof it just goes insane right and it's not that uh the you know the nigerian currency is in you know, bitcoins at a currency at a premium with the nigerian currency that's not at it at all what what it, it's actually showing the true value of the currency that's exactly what Bitcoin is doing because Bitcoin is the ultimate truth revealer. And what I also found very interesting and perhaps we'll start to see a pattern of this is that in Nigeria, it was the central bank that that actually did the ban. And the legislators were actually more open to the idea of Bitcoin because they're the ones that uh, you know wanted to hear about it in their form of the Senate. So it really goes to show Who's calling the shots here? You know, why is it that unelected central bankers are just getting to decide what money to use? That's very interesting. And I think that, that uh that type of architecture is gonna be exposed again in another country, right? So uh just very
0: interesting stuff, man. This is very exciting times.
1: Fourth turning.
0: <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right. Brandon, uh, you want to actually talk about uh, some a current event that happened, Australia banning Facebook. How does that deal with Bitcoin? It's a good question, uh, maybe tangentially at best. But uh,
3: uh, what I find it to be interesting is that basically Facebook is – or uh, sorry, Australia is trying to push forth basically a way for uh, better – attribution better uh advertising dollars for news organizations in australia and by doing that are basically forcing uh facebook google and all these other uh, uh tech platforms to uh severely decrease the amount of revenue that they're getting per click to those news sites and so uh facebook i think as of like yesterday maybe two days ago banned all news from being linked onto us uh, like uh, facebook Period uh, in Australia. It's like any Australian news site. You can't post a link to it. And if you're Australian, I don't think you're even allowed to look at any news whatsoever. Uh, uh, I'm, you know, maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's how I read it. Uh, and so it's it's pretty wild. And I think it's just like it's one of those weird uh, uh, cracks in the simulation where everyone thinks that everything's just going swimmingly right and uh, everything's normal, and then you see something like this, and everything just like. Freezes up in your mind and is like, how close are we to seeing the entire Internet web infrastructure sort of just break down because regulators are realizing that these Internet companies have all the power and uh, they don't have any power. So I don't know. I just thought it was interesting, but uh, maybe not too Bitcoin related.
0: Well, it's, it's about centralization, government interference, weird regulations, all things that uh, B- Bitcoin avoids uh, or that if you're in the Bitcoin overlay, you really don't have to worry about that. It also reminds us of how a country that we thought was so free just a year ago, mm-hmm. or a little over ago, is a disgrace. It is a disgrace what is going on in Australia. I mean, they're just the ultimate nanny state now uh screaming karens complain about internet complain about you know everyone's begging to be locked down in melbourne i hope i hope not the scenes that can't come out of, i've been to melbourne before what a beautiful place but it looks ugly as heck when they're all locked up and scared i mean it, it's it's in this in in terms of this uh sickness that's been going on hardly anyone even has it there uh just this the the way they've uh they've gone about things all right so that 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 diverged off of Bitcoin, but we gotta talk about beyond Bitcoin type of stuff sometimes also. Um, and it just reminds me how happy I am to be in Florida and how people, at least in America, we have 50 options. In Australia, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't, it, it's just, it's sad. It's it's really uh, sad what, what went on there. Okay, uh, I know uh, we won't talk about Australia, anyway. there was something else here, uh, a, a current event here, Brandon, you want to, uh, uh bring up oh yeah yeah yeah, and and this is mining (laughs) we had uh, in texas there was the power of meltdown how does that uh you you want to tie that into the uh, environmental fud of of bitcoin mining yeah well so you know uh maybe
3: even to tie in australia again and everything we've talked about i'm seeing a real bifurcation of the way that people interpret data in the world and it's like either you interpret it as this you know Go with the mainstream narrative. Uh, uh, follow what the mainstream fears and talking points are, or you know, uh, go with this. I don't want to make it that like uh, uh, black and white. But, like think for yourself and like try and understand what's going on uh, uh, intuitively. And so, ironically, we've had this confluence where uh, you've seen a ton of different uh, climate scientists recently. Uh, You know, set their sights on Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining and uh, say, you know, dive no further than Bitcoin uses a lot of energy. Therefore, Bitcoin is destroying the world and destroying the environment and causing climate change and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, you know, throw the kitchen sink at it. Right. And uh, what's interesting is that at the same time, you have the failure of the Texas power grid uh, due to, you know, a freak winter storm, but, uh, uh, you know, due to weather. And there's just there's this weird dichotomy where, you know, this is something that Bitcoin actually would have a solution for. Because if you have a whole bunch of energy pointed towards Bitcoin mining that can be shut off at the snap of a finger and redirected on, back onto the grid, uh, uh, you've solved a ton of problems. Um, but like that's not even being talked about because it's so far away from what everyone wants to talk about, which is just climate change and Texas being terrible because they love freedom. And so, you know, uh, I had a great conversation with Harry Sudock from, from Grid, and that's what he does. Uh, and, and he had some really keen insights just about, like, this should be the moment that miners are really hammering the drums and saying, look at what we can provide to society. Uh, uh, but, you know, they don't have a platform or
0: microphone. Well, it's uh, the, it, you get insider information here. Right. That's the, what the mainstream media is feeding you is is complete garbage i mean it, it, these days i mean they jump on one popular line that gets people emotional and, and they just they go with it and it, it ends up to be a total lie like it's texas it's a, i mean it's the windmills froze okay it's it, we need a green new deal to fix this no no we need oil in the regular the way things were before okay all right we're, we're uh, you know the, 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 there's cost for society to grow and, it, and they're great benefits when society and we and when we have progress. So you can see when you try to – when you subsidize some of these green solutions, you, you can end up with a major failure like we've had. But they're not even depicting it that way at all. They're just going like, oh, we need more windmills or ah. – it's insane the and so many people eat up these narratives i mean another big one is you know oh bill gates is saying to eat fake meat now and all these people are talking about how great fake meat is i mean this stuff is toxic sludge and it's and the mainstream media just goes with it like oh it'll protect the environment it'll save the cows and the, the, there won't be global warming and you'll be poisoned and you'll get cancer i mean i mean come on dudes I mean, we are just some people have just lost all logic and reason in this world today. And that's why I'm so happy to be in the Bitcoin overlay where you can say whatever you want to say and you can't get canceled. If you you saved up your Bitcoin, I mean, like me, I can't get nothing can happen to me now because I've been buying this stuff since freaking 2013, baby. It is great to understand. uh, These are the benefits of deferral gratification. Sure. I could have got myself a Tesla. I would. I would much rather have you know enough money to, to retire on than have a Tesla four years ago and and to be able to, ha- to say whatever I want to say to not fear this cancel culture to be a, to God forbid I have enough Bitcoin that if I need to bribe someone I can get out of this country if need be okay so uh, went on a little rant there again we've 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 been going beyond Bitcoin a lot today but it, it's all tying together today But everything in the mainstream is so obnoxiously. Mm-hmm disgusting now it, it just when you're when you're grounded in bitcoin you see it you really see it all right nico i don't even know what we were talking about uh do you have any comments on it <laughs>
1: Absolutely man look uh the, the bitcoin is the ultimate purveyor of truth it exposes the truth the deeper you are into the rabbit hole the the, the more sovereign t- sovereign you, uh, you are that you know you run your own node you hold your own keys you understand that and the their matrix starts breaking down and what you've been seeing in the last 2 years is the the matrix man there's glitches in it they're so obvious you can't even ask questions about basic things without being completely canceled you know black is white white is black but you will always ever know that there only will ever be 21 million bitcoin so it really grounds you to kind of reality right and i think that bitcoin um is it, it allows us right uh, the 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 orange pills to kind of just not only see what's going on in the insanity of late stage fiat but also be protected by this orange force field, right? Because that's essentially what's going on. Is there's chaos, man. There's there's absolute chaos going all around, all around us. Yeah. yeah.
3: If, if I can just piggyback on uh, what both of you said, you know, and I'll try and say this without getting emotional, but you know, if you just did what the mainstream told you to do for the past twelve months, uh, oh. you would not have hugged your parents uh, or your grandparents. You would be you know, in full belief that there is something inherently wrong with you because of the color of your skin or you know, the thing between your legs. Um, you would be fearing for your life from even going outside or interacting with your neighbors. Uh, and, and you know, like you wouldn't buy Bitcoin, you wouldn't touch it and uh, you wouldn't have any savings. Like, you know, the, the system that we have today is so awful for average people. And we wonder why there's so much, you know, mental health sickness and, and sickness in general and uh, unhappiness. And it's like, you know, look at the diet that we're feeding of, of truth to these people. And I, I, it really, it pains me to say it and like, it, it hurts to kind of talk about it, but
1: uh, it really is sad. And, and Bren, do, 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 like, it, I think that, and I've never been so optimistic. The base layer of society is broken. Okay, it's this fiat base layer that's broken and it has so many consequences. Right. But we're heading into a future where the base layer of society is not going to be built on lies, but is going to be built on truth. What type of world will that look like? I'm extremely very excited to find out.
0: I, I I hope so. I but there's so many normies that love the comfortable dystopia and the lies as long as they get their bread and circuses and their CNN, they're pretty happy. So I, I I'm just saying right now there is a. I don't believe in a system. I believe in you making your own system. So people, if you feel, feel helpless out there, make your own system. Leave. Be in motion. Get out of there. You don't you don't have to be fitting in is overrated. I, like. Try, try to understand what that means and, and get out of the sad situation that you find yourself in today if you do nothing then yeah you're gonna be in this you know quote-unquote matrix and, and everything but you don't have to be in there you're not no one is forced and, and bitcoin is definitely the uh, the key to to, to to get out of there uh a big a big first step and yeah anyone that's listened to the mainstream media for the last year have fun staying poor I mean seriously I mean on March the, on March the 12th I will never forget it when Bitcoin went. I mean, everybody panicked on March the twelfth. Every financial market crashed, and there were people selling, selling Bitcoin for four thousand dollars and stuff. And of course, everybody knows I bought two that day, and it cost ten thousand dollars. And now, what, what's it worth? hundred ten thousand dollars now. I, but 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 the most people sold that day. Most people had the mentality: this is the end of the world. I saw. I mean, being a Bitcoiner, I knew like this is a joke. This isn't, this isn't supposed to happen. This is everything will return. I mean, this is a day that the rich get richer, blood in the freaking streets. And yeah, the rich got richer that day. <laughs> I love it. All right, Boris, sorry we we've cut you. We you've got a lot to say about all this, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, man, the cogn- the cognitive dissonance that people have to go through to wake up. Um, I see people waking up because of covid and because of corona and because of the obvious lies that the government tells them they start to realize that government doesn't necessarily have their best interest in mind and when they start to wake up they find this sort of asset class that's exploding right now and those two things come to be together as a it's a perfect storm it's amazing and the interesting thing is that i get asked uh, uh sometimes on podcasts to talk about uh, corona because just like you adam i'm a and most Bitcoiners, i really really detest what uh what sort of abuse we get to endure from the government but um these conversations always turn to bitcoin and how bitcoin is this invention like like explained in the sovereign individual where where if we uh all pull back behind this great wall of encryption that we can actually defend ourselves against uh big government just like uh, the pirates did uh, when they uh, invented ways to build boats to actually you know sail over the world or uh like the uh, uh americans did uh, when they fought the british when they discovered the repeater rifles and they finally had technology to fight these armies i mean technology uh, always um uh, gives the upper hand to the uh, common people when it comes to fighting big government and we have this new technology um it's they're they're not even woke yet they don't even see what's coming for them and we have this the masses waking up to the lies of big government discovering bitcoin They, they i mean now they're all high on the price but it will be just a matter of months it will be just a little bit of time before they learn how to use this technology to their advantage and actually get big government to stand down and uh, they will gain some freedom i love that i can't wait for it i mean i'm pumped for it i love it
0: all right positive take and you're right technology gives people freedom let's keep on having innovation all right keep on innovating i know a lot of people rip on altcoins and whatever let you don't worry about them. Let them do what they're going to do. Let's, let's keep an environment of innovation and production out there. And clearly Miami is, is adopting that. And, uh, we want more jurisdictions to welcome that because again, most jurisdictions of the planet right now are just about panic and fear and not about innovation. Innovation produces a technology that, that produces more freedom for us. Thank God for Bitcoin. Okay. Now, uh, let's, uh, we're at the end of the show. I want everybody uh, to to do their conclusionary remarks, anything that was left off, any additional uh, uh, sayings they have to say about uh, what we've been talking about, about the subject matters, any promotions. Uh, We'll start with uh, Nico here.
1: Yeah, man, listen, um, I tweeted out this morning, I have never, and this is my fifth year uh, since discovering Bitcoin. I have never been as bullish as I am today. And that is because all the speculation, all the theories, all the things that we have been talking about essentially, you know, for the last four, you know, four or five, six years is starting to come to actuality. And, um, Elon said it himself, you know, on on clubhouse that, that other day, basically saying we are on the verge. Of Bitcoin hitting or becoming financial mainstream. Now, into the financial mainstream. Now, I'm going to say that with a caveat. Not that it matters. Honey Badger doesn't care, right? But that it's going to explode to such a height, man, that it's going to empower Bitcoiners, therefore, uh, you know, that's going to be propelled forward. So man, I'm just so excited. Uh, thank you so much for having me on my show. Guys, if if you like, you know, if you like how I talk, if you want to see more of me, go check out uh, Simply Bitcoin. It's a 10 minute daily Bitcoin show here on YouTube. You can just type it in, it'll pop up. And uh, yeah, Adam, thank you so much for having me on.
0: All right, now all these dudes are linked to below. So follow them on Twitter. They tweet out whenever they're on any show, whether it be in Dutch or in English or Spanish or whatever. Um, and you, you can go down with the Spanish too, man. You can rip that, right? Yeah. All right, let's. Uh, we we'll go to Brandon.
3: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Adam. Uh, uh, if I could give a, a parting, you know, bullish thing, it would be that uh, we had Scaramucci on uh, Bitcoin Magazine uh, a couple days ago, and he was talking about. Skybridge, which he's a managing partner of, and it's like, you know, I mean, Skybridge is ginormous. And he said, not only did he think we'd probably hit 250K uh, this year, which I think is bearish, but that he said that uh, as the Bitcoin price increases, institutions are only getting more comfortable buying it. And so, you know, we've had 12 years to front run the institutions, but they're knocking at the door now, and there's no stopping them from coming in. And so, you know, uh, uh, if you didn't already get in, Uh, you know, now you got to play with the big boys. So here we go. And we're about to accelerate from here.
0: Follow me on Twitter. uh, Find us at Big Magazine. This is where the big boys play. Pound that like button. You really tied it all together there because that's how we we started the show. We're talking about the trillion dollar market cap. Will this make it Will this normalize it for all the institutions? You just said, as Scaramucci said, as the price goes up, they become more and more interested. Well, there you go. We, we got to that trillion-dollar market cap. I'm sure it's going to wake a, a lot more of those dudes up. Too bad for them they didn't know about it in 2013 and had to wait until it got to a trillion-dollar market cap. Ridiculous. It was insider information for the guys who watched this show, dude. You beat those rich dudes. Don't complain about the rich. Just uh, We'll leave it with Boris here.
2: Yeah, when, when everybody's shilling their own podcast, I'm going to do the same thing. Um, we do the Bitcoin show. It's um, like the Muppet show, but then about Bitcoin. I do it together with Jan Burgers and uh, Aaron van Weerdem. And uh, if you are ever looking for a good reason to learn Dutch, the Bitcoin show is it. Besides that, guys, uh, thank you for, uh, for, for inviting me uh, on the show, uh, Adam. It's always a pleasure. Uh, I love it. I can't wait. To see where we'll be at uh, the next time I'll be on your show. Probably a hundred thousand plus. And it could be sooner rather than later. I, don't, I have no idea, but uh, I'm just I'm I'm psyched as hell. I love it, uh, guys. Uh, I wish you all a beautiful day uh, over there in sunny uh, sunny Florida, and um, yeah, enjoy it.
0: Positive take one day closer to the six digit realm i guess that should be my my new saying since we, we've already surpassed the trillion dollar market cap i love how my old sayings they become history they, they 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 predict the future for a while and then they become history that is part of the bitcoin uh, vibe here you, you get you have huge expectations and we always we get to them eventually so trillion dollar was today a uh, thank you guest check them all out pound that like button i'm adam meister bitcoin Meister, disrupt meister a uh, tech bolt on Twitter Shabbat Shalom see you guys soon thank you everyone bye bye all right and uh, let me end it
3: here